You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Janine Bitson, and I've been joined by my dear friend and co-host, Roxanne Solomon. And we are just so grateful that you've joined us this morning. Uh, We are waiting um, for Jason Atkins to join us from the Minnesota Catholic Conference. But I want you to stay tuned because there is a lot of confusion out there. Um, If The best thing to do for voting and as a Catholic... Um, guiding your conscience is to really tap into the wonderful resources we have. Our listening area, Minnesota Catholic Conference. We have the North Dakota Catholic Conference, of course, South Dakota with your Catholic Conference. And these are organizations that are, you know, under um, the bishops. Um, I don't want to say influence, but direction and guidance, um, you know, for the Catholic faithful. And it's so important to know what's going on legislatively in your own states and how you can be a faith-filled citizen uh, in in helping form your conscience and helping to form your uh, vote. And um, it just really helps to give more clarity uh, to the whole um, awesome responsibility we have to to vote in our elections, um, both state and local, uh, but also our federal one. And so it, it just seems like every four years we get more intentional about voting because it's the president. But there's so much more involved in your state and local governments. And so it's kind of a, a constant thing. There's also so many distractions, you know, and so I think we need to try to figure out how do we work through this haze of these discussions that are happening, and and, and you're right, a lot of it is just the national stuff and about personalities more than actually issues, so, you know, we need to somehow figure out a way to break down uh, what we're really looking at and kind of clear the haze away and be able to see these are the issues that are important, and there are some that are are more important than others, you know, and so it's 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 a it's a lot to take in and try to figure out. So we need that guidance. We need people. I I know I've talked to my spiritual director. Like, how do I make my way through this? Like, I feel responsible to to try to to help to to be a voice in my community. And how do I do that? You know, mm-hmm. um, so we need help. We can't do it alone. <laughs> yeah, and there are many many great resources as well. So for those of you in Minnesota who are tuning tuning in this morning, I'm going to take this opportunity to plug the Minnesota Catholic Conference uh, website. It's just um, mncatholic.org, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so mncatholic.org. And it's a great website where you can click on different links, what's going on currently legislatively, um, how you can be part of advocacy groups for for the, the issues that are very important to our Catholic faith. And, you know, I, I understand there's all this separation of church and state, and, and Jason's going to visit with us more about that when we get him on the line. But it is important that we are actively part of uh, being faith-filled citizens. You know, think about one of the important issues I think it's right now is religious freedom and just having a chance to to uh, cast our, our, our voice and our vote and, and to, to not fall into the shadows. And as Catholics, we have so much to offer, you know, and, and we're not supposed to be, be corn. It's not just for church that, that our voices should be able to be heard. So it's so important that we retain that. And I think there's people from other countries praying for us right now, too, because 
um, kind of how the how the United States goes. A lot of times that that does affect. We're a global world, and so it's just not out. It's just not us here making these decisions, but what we decide can affect so many people. Right. Well, and and a big part of the success of our country has been our Catholic faith. Um, When you look at the school systems and the the healthcare systems and a lot of the science uh, with the the bioethics and different things, it has been, you know, incredible Catholic men and women who have helped uh, guide and grow uh, so much of the innovation that has that has gone on in our country, which has touched you know the whole world, uh, but also uh, free market societies and how how we can lift all boats, you know, and and it's um, so so important for us to be that beacon of light. But we have to be responsible voters too, and and I'm not advocating who to vote for by any means, but be an informed voter, know the issues. Um, really look at what's going on. Um, Part of me, (laughs) there was something that happened in New Hampshire this last week, and it's like, how did that happen? But, you know, it was a a Satanist, a well-known Satanist um, transgender person who ended up getting elected as sheriff, and people just voted because of the name on the ticket. They didn't really know who they were voting for, and Mm -hmm. this person's kind of mocking (laughs) the system, saying, see, look who you voted for, and you knew nothing about me. And Mm -hmm. and obviously that person is a child of God, Mm -hmm. and I'm not diminishing that person, per se, maybe you know, what they believe in, but not them Mm -hmm. as a person. But um, people People we really need, I mean, I need to do my best to know as much as I possibly can about the candidates. And it's not necessarily a DRR, it's about the issues and what are the issues that are important to the Catholic faith. That I, think, I think about that word freedom, you know, and then there's that definition. Freedom isn't the, the ability to do whatever we want to do. It's it's to do the what we ought to do. I think that was John Paul II who who brought that forward. And I think we, we sometimes miss that message or, or, or don't realize the weight of the, the responsibility there. Right. And it all comes down to human dignity. And um, human dignity is the bottom line for a Catholic faith. And, um, and then where, where are the issues with that? And then when people are elected to office, it's not over. You know, it's not just at the ballot box, but then it's about being engaged um, in conversation with our legislature, legislators. Um, you know, are we writing letters? Are we advocating for the things that are important, uh, you know, for human dignity, for uh, helping to lift up all souls, you know, uh, to having a positive experience in their life, uh, whether it's poverty issues or... Um, life issues from the unborn to the euthanasia issues. There's so many things that our Catholic faith advocates very seriously and very um, concretely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the things is we do have a very worthy guide in our in God, right? You know, God who ordered this world and brought us justice and, and rightness, and, and, and that's our guide, you know. And so, and not everyone has that. And so, what a beautiful thing to realize that again, we're not in this alone. We have a very strong, you know, faithful person or entity leading us into this, and, and He created the world. 
and, and he knows how it will work the best. He knows the, the ultimate fulfillment for us as people. And in that dignity, like you said, comes, comes into that. And right now I think uh, we're, we're at a crossroads where our, that human dignity, that the humanity, you know, even in this time of COVID where we're kind of losing the ability to, to be near one another and our loved ones and, and to smile and to, uh, the, I think humanity is kind of at stake right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that whole thing too going on in the background. Right, right. And I think what we lose touch with is, you know, in our human family, the solidarity we need to have worldwide. You know, we all, oh, well, hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, Jason. We have just been rambling on about everything we want you to visit with us about. <laughs> But we're so glad that you have joined us. I'm Janine Vitson, and and just so wonderful to have you and uh, my wonderful dear friend, co-host, Roxanne Salonen. Um, We've just been kind of talking a little bit about the importance of being an informed voter and that our faith-filled citizenship is something not to take lightly, that we really need to, you know, tap into the resources that are made available, wonderful places like the Minnesota Catholic Conference, fantastic website, by the way. And uh, we have that in the North Dakota side and the South Dakota side and and pretty much wherever our listening area reaches to. um, The Catholic Church has wonderful advocacy, um, I don't want to say advocacy groups, but, um, well, tell us about the Minnesota Catholic Conference. Well, we are the public policy voice of the Catholic Church in Minnesota. We reach... uh, Catholics in the pew, helping our bishops uh, form their consciences for faithful citizenship and uh, help them uh, engage in public policy advocacy. So uh, we uh, have our hands full, to be sure, but it's a great blessing to be able to do this work and bring the Church's voice into the public square. We uh, believe that Catholic social teaching is one of the best-kept secrets in the Church, and it's a great way to make the Gospel known and loved and definitely evangelized as well. Well, that's wonderful, Jason. You know, you'll often hear arguments about the separation of church and state, but what does the church say about Catholics' involvement in political life and voting? Well, the separation of church and state does not mean the separation of religion and public life or the separation of law and morality, and that's an important point. And so every law is, in a sense, a moral statement about something, even the speed limits that we put uh, on our roads are about safety and making sure that tra- that people and passengers using our roads do so safely because of the good of protecting human life. So even something as innocuous, one might think, as speed limits uh, has a moral dimension to it. Budgets, uh, state budgets are moral documents because they prioritize uh, spending habits and, and what our government should be spending money on or shouldn't be spending money on. That's why it's important to bring that moral perspective into those conversations. So uh, participation in public life uh, is an important duty of Catholics. Uh, It's part of loving our neighbor. Um, We have to build structures and laws and institutions in our society that promote human flourishing and the common good. And That's part of what it means to love our neighbor. Just as we have educational institutions and charitable institutions, uh, hospital institutions and health care services, we work in the public arena because of our love for our neighbor, and our love for our neighbor extends to helping them know Jesus Christ, and that's part of that charitable work, is making uh, Jesus Christ known and loved. 
Jason, this is Roxanne Solonen. Um, I know a lot of people are confused right now or just uncertain. Um, what sort of clarity can you bring to the conversation for Catholics in Minnesota and elsewhere as far as um, as, the, as the elections draw near? I'm sure your uh, voice is really appreciated right now. What can you give them to kind of help direct them? Well, there's, there's the important task of forming our conscience and informing our vote. And the, the Church speaks at the level of principle. I mean, in rare circumstances, certainly the Church might say, well, this candidate or that candidate is so bad uh, that they cannot be supported, they must be opposed. That's, that's fairly rare, though. So as a general matter, the Church speaks at the level of principles, because in every candidate election or candidate race, you get a ballot. Think of it this way. You get a ballot, and you get everything from dog catcher to the president and a whole bunch of races in between. So the Church speaks at the level of general principles, and when we form our conscience and we form our viewpoints with that mental architecture, that that prism, that Catholic social teaching by which we can look at candidates, we can look at current events, we can look at issues, and bring a Catholic mind and heart to those, then we will be able to vote effectively. And then we need to, after we form our conscience, we need to inform our vote. That means get to know the candidates, who they are, what they stand for, and sometimes it, it comes down to picking the lesser of two evils, and I hate to say that, but um, as Chester, the great G.K. Chesterton said, the, the political parties, especially the major ones, are partially right but mostly wrong. And as our country secularizes and moves away from Christian values on a whole number of fronts, um, it's harder to find candidates uh, who we can feel comfortable with. We're naturally going to feel politically homeless in many instances, and, and that's just part of the process unless we choose to get involved and change the dynamics within the political party. So there's going to be some uneasiness, there's going to be some tension with either candidate, but not liking uh, the the people at the top of the ticket, the presidential election, for example, is not an excuse to stay home and not vote altogether. There's a lot of important races down that ballot that we need to pay attention to. Yeah, you know, Jason, we, we are just so grateful that you've joined us. Uh, We have to take a quick break. Uh, For those of you listening, stay tuned. On the other side of this break, we will continue to visit with Jason Adkins from the Minnesota Catholic Conference and talk more about being an an informed voter, uh, which is so important to be part of just faith-filled citizenship. It's so important. So we'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. 
There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Janine Bitson with my wonderful dear friend co-host Roxanne Solonen this morning. And we've been visiting with Jason Atkins from the Minnesota Catholic Conference and just about being an informed voter and our responsibility as Catholics to, you know, make our voices heard. But in making our voices heard, you know, voting is just one of those many ways that people are very torn, you know, which candidate to vote for. They don't know who is even on the ballot locally. So, Jason, could you talk to us about what resources are out there for Catholics who are, you know, in these predicaments? Well, I think in whatever state you're in, visiting the website of your state Catholic conference is going to be a great first-step resource. At our website, mncatholic.org slash election, uh, we've got everything from how to vote, uh, where to find your ballot, uh, taking a look at your sample ballot, but also... Catholic resources to form your conscience and inform your vote. So everything from forming consciences for faithful citizenship, the document from the U.S. bishops is kind of a great template for thinking about and considering the important issues of the day. But we also have uh, the USCCB Civility Pledge, and that's something we really need during this election season. And already we're seeing uh, Catholics uh, very with very strong opinions going at each other uh, about the right way to vote in this election and certain priests and others saying things about what, who you can and who you can't vote for. Um, so it's important to go to resources that are uh, church-approved and that provide accurate and relevant information as opposed to partisan organizations that uh, try to manipulate your vote as Catholics. So that's, again, on our website, mncatholic.org, you can find everything from conscience formation resources to the practical nuts and bolts of who's running, how do I get my sample ballot? How do I get my ballot? Can I look at my sample ballot early? We're doing something unique in Minnesota, trying to uh, introduce Catholics in the future to their local uh, legislators and those running. Oftentimes when I go out and give talks, most people can't name both their state house member and their state senator. Very few people can actually do that. And if we don't know who's making our laws, uh, therefore we can't be surprised when they don't make the laws uh, that we approve of. So it's important to be in relationship with our state legislators, then the first step, though, of course, is knowing who they are. So we're trying to see parishes to run candidate forums or candidate town halls where they can meet the candidates, invite the candidates, hear from both candidates uh, in their state legislative races about what they think about important issues that are of concern to Catholics, and then have the opportunity to ask them questions that are of concern to them. So we've created a toolkit for parishes about how to run those. And I think your listeners in other states besides Minnesota could go to our website and take that template and certainly use it to do their own, of course, with the approval of their pastor. And that's something that churches can do and not run afoul of uh, the IRS rules or anything like that. It's nonpartisan 
voter information. So the first step, of course, form your conscience, but then inform your vote. And our town hall initiative, uh, which you can read more about on our website, mncatholic.org, is a great way to start that process. Jason, um, I, I think there's probably some people out there that I would maybe have political talk fatigue, I would call it. It's almost like it's just too much information or just they, they maybe feel like it's not that important to them or they just don't want to take mm-hmm. a step. How, what would you say to motivate like the kind of the common person who maybe isn't really tied into politics a lot to help motivate them to, to become more involved? And how would they take kind of, you're kind of giving us some tools for how they would take that first step. But is there like a, a motivation that you can kind of throw out there to, to help that? Sure. I think we're responsible for our own communities. We get so wrapped up in what's going on in Washington that we forget that we have a responsibility primarily to impact what happens in our own communities. So there are all kinds of opportunities, school boards, city councils, county commissions, um, you name it, soil and water conservation boards. Uh, Do we know what's going on at those levels? Are we using those avenues and opportunities to engage our moral agency where it's most needed, where the local level is, where we know what problems are affecting us. And not everything is a big, important moral issue that, that gets the headlines in the newspapers, but, you know, making sure that we have safe streets, that the streets are plowed, that there are library books on the shelves, that our schools are not teaching toxic things. Now, these are the things where local people can, in fact, really make a difference. So I'd encourage people who are put off by what's going on in Washington and all the rhetoric to, to recapture their moral agency and recognize they're primarily responsible not for casting that ballot on November 3rd, which of course is important, but making change where they've been planted, where God has planted them. As God says to the people through the pen of Jeremiah, you know, work for the good of the city, for in the good of the city you will find your own good. Are you working for the good of the city? Uh, Washington is important, but what are you doing in your city? I think we need to recapture that sense of our own moral agency and recognize that there are a lot of things in life we don't like doing. Uh, and we find noxious, but that doesn't mean we don't do them. That's what duty and responsibility entails of diving into situations that need our voice uh, and our witness. And, and Jason, what you just said about what happens locally in your community, I mean, that is that is the first step, taking care of your neighbor. But also, a lot of the politicians that get to Washington, they started in that local community as well. So it's something to, you know, really be informed and... and um, you know, be proactive in in mm-hmm. in knowing um, you know the certain issues, and and I, I guess also not just the election, but you know post election, you know how do we make our elected officials accountable still to you know um, our local areas? Uh, you know there is that story once they go to Washington they become Washington, or or you know how do we engage with our legislators, both local, both state and federal, um, to continue that dialogue? Well, I think it's like for those who are parents out there, I think of parenting. You can't have rules without relationship, right? You can't tell someone what to do and have it fall on fertile soil unless you're in a good relationship with them. And I think that goes for our legislators too. No one's born with all the answers, and legislators know uh, that they don't have all the answers either. So they rely on their constituents and the people in the community to let them know what issues are important and what they need to be working on. Now, people go to uh, get elected because they've got one or two things that they really want to do, but there are a lot of issues out there. So we need to be in relationship with them and meet with them. And they're surprisingly accessible. I can tell you that uh, at least prior to the pandemic at our state capitol, the phones were not ringing off the hook by any means. And that uh, legislators, when they have five people call them about an issue, 
that makes a big difference. And I, people scoff at that, but that's absolutely true. And that's at the state level. So think about your city council person, your county commissioner, uh, you name it. Um, it's just important that we start in relationship with them. And once you do that, once you engage that process, you recognize that public officials are just like you. There's an intimidation factor out there, but they're just like you. They need your help. And one of the reasons we've done our topics at the Capitol event uh, every other year is to let people know that, that, that you can engage with legislators, that they are accessible, and they're really no different than you. They're, our public officials are really kind of a great reflection of who we are as a community. But it starts with relationships. The Faithful Citizens have happened to the other 364 days of the year, not just that day where we walk into the voting booth. Jason, what, what do you think the principles and values um, should be that we take into account when we are casting our vote? Well, the common good is, is of course, the, the, the Church says that establishing and building the common good uh, is the fundamental purpose of politics, and then at the same time, protecting human dignity. So that's what we have to be thinking about, is what promotes the common good. We hear a lot of sales pitches uh, during election season. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that. Well, who's talking about bringing us all together? Who's talking about policies that work for everyone, that are inclusive, that foster participation? that protects human life and human dignity from conception and natural death. So starting with the framework of Catholic social teaching and thinking with the mind of the Church is going to give us an important lens, or like I said, that mental framework by which we evaluate candidates and issues. Again, if a candidate is talking about all the goodies that he or she is going to give you, uh, we should be suspect right there. We need to be looking at the candidates who are talking about the common good and, and working for the benefit of people who have no voice and who aren't going to necessarily help him or her get elected. Those are the candidates that uh, seems to me with character and that who stand out uh, if we view them in light of Catholic social teaching. So, Jason, um, with with the political climate, what it is, and the, and the incredible amount of money <laughs> that is involved as well, um, how give us some encouraging words for people who, you know, you can cast a vote, but just with all the the monetary lobbying power that's out there and and the money that gets put in, it can be a real discouraging thing where people just feel like, well, it's not going to matter. Well, people put in money to the campaigns because it matters. <laughs> yeah, because it's a good investment, right? So I think we need to start from that premise: is that some people think that investing in politics and spending money is a good investment. Well, who are those people, and why are they doing it? And what do we need to do to either support that or counteract it? Does it just because people are spending money doesn't mean it for bad reasons uh, or good reasons? We need to evaluate why people are supporting candidates or opposing them. And that's a good indicator of where candidates are at on particular issues. But we just need to know that, you know, the victory is not won through politics. Uh, Jesus is won the ultimate victory. Uh, it's our responsibility to work for the common good, to promote human dignity. Um, but at the end of the day, our responsibility is to make known Jesus Christ. And we'll do that when we work in the political arena in a way that uh, honors the Father and, and uh, not worried so much about results, but having confidence that he's won the final victory, that the grace uh, and that he gives us is transformative, that it works, and not be so fixated on electoral results or who's in power, because when you work with politicians on a regular basis, you know that these people are not going to save us. They're simply not mm. capable of it. Yeah. <laughs> so a a so amen, Jason. I, Jason, <laughs> we, have to, we, have to, we have a hard break here, but we are so grateful that you joined us, and uh, thank you for all that you have done with Minnesota Catholic Conference and helping uh, those 
forming their votes. So up next, what's on our hearts and minds this morning? Stay tuned to find out on Real Presence Live. 